I'm sorry for that. I wanted to do something special and you know, you that song that song's kick kick butt, kick booty, kick a whatever whatever floats your boat or or feed feeds your family. <laughs> My welcome to the Cinema Lounge where we chill and talk about movies. My name is Garrett. I am your host and today we are talking about <clears throat> Mortal Kombat Yes. We're 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 talking about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> All of them. Uh, I was going to talk about the new one or the original one, um, but after watching them, yeah, there's not a lot to dive into super deep, so I'm just going to talk about all of the Mortal Kombat movies. So that's Mortal Kombat 1995, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and the Mortal Kombat that just came out this past weekend. And I might throw in, there there was an animated Mortal Kombat movie that came out last year called uh, Mortal Kombat Legends scorpion's revenge that i watched this morning and personally really enjoyed i spent the entire week preparing for today which was watching every single mortal kombat movie i could find <laughs> um yes let's just start with uh the background i have on mortal kombat i grew up knowing what it was but i never really played it i played it on arcade machines uh it's weird to be a 20-year-old saying I played this video game franchise on arcade machines, but I did. Uh, and that's about the extent of my engagement with this franchise. I know who Scorpion is. I know who Sub-Zero is. Uh, I knew who Johnny Cage was. I could probably point out uh, Kitana and Sonya, Sonya Blade and Kano. That would, that would Oh, and Raiden. And, uh, what's his face? The bad guy, uh, <laughs> whose name eludes me at the moment. Uh, Khan. Shao Khan. There we go. Shao Khan. I, I could probably point out those characters, but besides that, I don't have a deep, rich history of this franchise. This isn't a nostalgic property for me that they needed to get right. No. I, I, I knew about Mortal Kombat, but... After watching these movies, uh, looking up some of the lore, I'm a little bit more of a fan, still more of a passive fan, but, you know, it, it, it's fine. It, it's, a, it's a fun little franchise. I don't blame anyone for getting involved. The big accomplishment the Mortal Kombat games had were uh, getting us the ESRB rating system for video games. It was the first ever video game to get an M rating uh because of all the blood and violence, uh, Congress was like, "Hey, we we can't have that. We gotta you you gotta start saying these video games aren't for kids." Because the assumption back in the day was video games were for children, and then they made a video game where you could break someone's spine, 
and and do all sorts of bloody stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, let, let's just let's just jump right in to uh, Mortal Kombat '95. I mean, there's not like a lot of substance in these movies, so I don't think I'm going to go overtime talking about at least three of them. So I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I have no notes, no nothing, because there's really nothing to talk about with a lot of them. But they're just so fun. I'm pretty much. I, this one might be one you have to really watch uh, the video of because I'm probably going to do a lot of you know I, I might be doing a lot of that <laughs> oh jeez so let's just jump into Mortal Kombat 95 um yeah it, it was an okay movie uh I was expecting a bit more because in the grand scheme of uh, conversations with video game movies, the automatic assumption or the automatic generalization is most, if not all, video game adaptations are bad. You look at uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie, which I have not seen, but I've seen clips of where they royally screwed up what the mess a Goomba is supposed to be or a Koopa is supposed to be. Uh where Luigi calls himself Luigi Mario and Mario Mario, you know, like, it doesn't adapt that well at all and made a bad movie. That's the general, like, that. that's the peak of video game movies of what people know about. Uh, there was a Warcraft movie that came out that some people liked, but most people just go, yeah, video game movies just don't work. Uh, but in that conversation... Mortal Kombat is the Mortal Kombat 95 is the movie that people go, but that's the good one. That's the best example of a of a video game movie. So I was going into this like, okay, this is about to be a good adaptation. It's about to be a fun movie. It was fun. It was just not great. <laughs> uh, I mean, I want let's. I'm a positive person. Let's talk about what I liked first. Uh, so we, we, we follow a core cast of characters, Raiden, Johnny Cage, uh, Liu Kang, and Sonya Blade. And well, let's put Raiden aside for, for the time being. He, he's not really actively engaged as like the main, part of the main group. So our main trio, they bounce really well off each other. I really personally enjoyed Liu Kang and uh, Johnny Cage, both of them have really good chemistry with the other two people they're supposed to be interacting with. Uh, Sonya Blade, she's cool, but after she really gets her big win against Kano, um, she just kind of has nothing to do, so they just make her a damsel in distress. So you can kind of forget she's in there after she uh, snaps Kano's neck with her thighs. <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> that's that's a way to go, isn't it? Uh so I like that. Um, Shung Lao, it, yeah, Shung no, Shang Sun. There it is. Shang Sun is a great villain in this movie. Uh, not really because he's particularly compelling or like he he's well written, but he's just fun to watch. The guy who played him, uh, whose name escapes me at the time, uh, he did a brilliant job. Like. You, you hear actors chewing up the scenery. This man was freaking turning it into a buffet, you know? <laughs> He's sitting, and apparently he influenced how the game's portrayed uh, Shang Tsung, which was, which was like, 
he's just mimicking his uh his physicality and the way he delivered lines and and the infamous line from this that comes from Shang Tsung is the your soul is mine that which I can't get enough of I, I I've seen that clip so many times because it's so freaking entertaining just the, that's how the movie starts is Shang Tsung uh killing Liu Kang's little brother and then just looking directly into the camera and just goes your brother's soul is mine and it's it's entertaining it's entertaining as crap and so that became Shang Tsung's uh, catchphrase in the video games, which is pretty cool. Uh, so I liked him. Um, it's very entertaining. Uh, for the brief moments, Kano is in there. He's fun. <laughs> uh, and apparently his character influenced how Kano went forward as well, before Kano was apparently just kind of this dark and brooding, uh, criminal but then he after the movie came out they're like oh yeah we like Kano being kind of a sassy Australian man so they made him a sassy Australian man and I love it I love Kano in this movie for the brief moments he's in there uh you got to give props to the people who put together Goro uh Goro is this giant four-armed creature who can rip people apart and in the movie they made he's all practical which, man, I love, I'm, I'm a sucker for, uh, for some practical effects, you know? Give me some practical effects and I'll just, I'll eat them all up. <laughs> but they, they had just a guy wearing, wearing like this Goro, top half of a Goro robot. And Goro's just over here on top just doing this and took like multiple puppeteers to control the eyebrows and the mouth and the eyes and the arms and the fingers. And it's just... That's impressive. You gotta give props to that. Uh, uh, besides that, it's just really fun. There's some fun one-liners uh, where uh, Johnny Cage faces off against Goro, and <laughs> Goro just breaks his sunglasses, and Johnny Cage just goes, "Those were five hundred dollar sunglasses, a hole." Fun line. Like it's a very quotable and fun movie, but <laughs> but it's just so goofy. You know, it's not particularly well made i mean a lot of the fight sequences are fine they're fun uh they let the actors kind of have fun with it but it's still kind of it's nothing it's nothing special you've got stuff like the raid the raid is peak uh action movie for me and with that it's intricate fight choreography with this is just kind of your basic karate and martial arts and that kind of stuff uh, they introduce a character in this movie. I think his name was Art Lean or something. And he like he just shows up and he's kind of like Slipknot in Suicide Squad where you go, that guy's probably going to die. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> because who the, who the heck is this guy? He's not in the video games. He's, he just shows up. You know, we get introductions for everyone else and he just shows up and goes, Art, yeah! And then when he dies, everyone's like so distraught. <laughs> <laughs> not art no <laughs> I mean, if, if you're not Mortal Kombat fans imagine in the MCU in the final in game, the, the Infinity War battle between at, on Wakanda where they're fighting uh, fighting just giant battle and all their lives are on the line and then some dude named 
let's go with Peter. Uh, some dude named Peter just shows up, and everyone just goes, hey, what's up, Peter? And Peter's like, oh, I'm just here. And then in the final battle, the big death that, that pushes everyone over the line is Peter just getting shanked. <laughs> Thanos just comes up with a freaking, like, prison shank and just stabs the dude multiple times in the chest and <laughs> and everyone just no not peter <laughs> it's i can't believe i'm doing a podcast episode on these movies but it's just it, it, that's how it felt which was like i could laugh about it but it's just kind of like who cares? It's this guy. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. It it's so funny. <laughs> um Yeah, so it's goofy. Uh my major I guess if I were to have major criticisms of this not well made movie, uh you know, the effects besides Goro are just very rudimentary. They wasted reptile. Reptile is, um, he, he's a ninja who can, who, who's like a reptoid species, I think, who can turn invisible and shoot acid spray, th th from what I understand. And in this movie, he's a, just a straight-up lizard. <laughs> he's just a straight-up lizard uh, that's just going around. And, I, look, I knew who Reptile was before going into this movie, because I, I, I've seen him around. But I didn't, it didn't process to me. I'm just like, what is this lizard thing? And why does it look so bad? And then he just gets kicked into a statue and turns into reptile. And I go, oh, it's, it's, it's reptile. <laughs> and they fight, he fights Liu Kang. Uh, you know, they, that, that's a good choreographed fight. And the one, there's this inexplicable forest fight between Scorpion and Johnny Cage where, uh, I think if I remember right, Either Sonya Blade just fought Kano or Liu Kang just fought somebody and beat them. And it just kind of whip pans to a forest and Johnny Cage is walking around and Scorpion just shows up. Who? And I guess if anyone, Scorpion and Sub-Zero are like the most iconic Mortal Kombat characters. So Scorpion is this other ninja guy who is, I think, an undead Japanese warrior. And his his trademark thing is the get over here, and like he shoots this chain with this blade out of out of his sleeve, and it just shanks somebody. Uh, and then Sub Zero is I think Chinese, and he has like ice powers, which are really cool. Um, both of them are just really cool characters. But in this movie, first of all, both of them are kind of wasted as just these lackeys. But second off. I don't know why they chose to do this with Scorpion, but for whatever reason, characters characters in like from 1990 to 2005, characters that shot things out from kind of their wrist area, uh, they decided to just make those things organic. The same thing happened with Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man, he usually has these clamps on his wrist, and he presses a button and it shoots web. But for Sam Raimi, they just said, let's just make it like a web sack, like right here on the wrist. <laughs> and it makes no sense. But for Scorpion in this movie, instead of these blades attached to chain shooting out from his wrist that he can control, 
No, it's, it's these demon birds that spin out of the palm of his hand. So he just sits there and goes, hold up, let me face the camera for this. He just sits there and goes, get over here. And then it just goes, <laughs> going like, and just chasing Johnny around. Like, Scorpion doesn't do anything for that for that first half of the fight. where He's just sitting there going, get over here. Get back here. Hey, get down. <laughs> and it's just awkward. Like, why do you do that with Scorpion of all people? And he finally gets into the fight. Scorpion, like, drags him to the underworld or something. And Johnny fights him and eventually kills him. And Scorpion's death is really cool. <laughs> kind of a waste of a character, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> it's just such a silly movie. And the goofiest part about it is Raiden. Raiden is supposed to be this thunder lightning god who is assembling these fighters for Earth to defend Earth against uh, the outer world who's trying to invade, led by uh, Shang Tsung. And Raiden is supposed to be this really epic person. And he just, the way he talks in this movie is, is, he's, we need to defeat Shang Tsung and, def and defend Earth from the outer world. Or not, we'll, we'll die and go to the nether realm. <laughs> Something like that. It's just, it's the awkward, it's so weird. And I don't know how this actor is delivering it with like a straight face. He's just, ah, 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 ah. Good job, Luke. <laughs> Good job, Liu Kang. Oh yes, Johnny Cage, you have fought valiantly. <laughs> it's just—it's so weird. It's such a strange choice, but <laughs> it's such a fun movie, though. Like, if if you can handle goofiness, watch it with your friends for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um. I mean, there's no deeper themes or meanings, and I've completely missed like katanas in this. Uh, I didn't recognize her. Katana is pretty iconic. She has like that blue. Uh, it's not like Gaia, Geisha inspired, but it, it it's a blue female ninja. Uh, she wears blue. She and her main weapons are these fans and. Uh, See, that's a lot of what this episode's going to be. Uh, and she's in this. I didn't realize that's who that was supposed to be until I heard her name and then looked it up. Because I was like, that looks nothing like her. She just wears like this plain black skimpy outfit. And it's like, that's not an interesting look at all. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a very goofy and fun movie. Um I'm just going to go ahead and give it a rating. I'd give it like a 5 out of 10 just for entertainment. In terms of quality, it'd probably be more of a 3 or a 4, but just because it's so freaking entertaining to watch, it, it gets that little bump. <laughs> uh, it's such a goofy movie, man. Uh, yeah, let's move on to Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Okay, so, this is about to be a segmented podcast. I just had to stop recording for a little while uh, because I was interrupted. I had to do some stuff. But, back to where we were. 
Mortal Kombat Annihilation is one of, if not the worst <laughs> movie I have ever seen. Uh, <laughs> there is no possible way that this movie should be as bad as it is, but it is. And I don't understand why. Uh, just for starters, it picks up where the previous movie left off, which was they defeated uh, Shang Tsu, or whatever. <laughs> I can't remember all these characters' names. Uh, Shang Lao, Shang Tzu, Shang. I'll get one of them. They defeated the bad guy from the last movie. I'm really just completely blanking right now. But they defeated the guy from the last movie. And uh, then, you know, the, by defeating him, uh, he they prevented him from being able to invade Earth, but per the rules of the tournament. However, <laughs> however... Uh, for whatever reason, uh, the the main bad guy of, of all of Mortal Kombat, the main bad guy <laughs> decides, uh, uh, you know what, I'm just going to ignore that. I'm going to ignore the rules, and I'm just going to uh, invade Earth anyway. Uh, and this bad guy, Shung, uh, Shao Kahn, Shao Kahn decides to invade Earth. So it picks up with him coming down to Earth with, like, a handful of bad guys from the Mortal Kombat games uh, who fans will recognize, other people won't, and uh, regardless, all parties all parties will be disappointed because uh, none of these characters really do much of anything. Uh, one of them, Montero, uh, I had to read this up, but Montero is, like, a big bad guy from the third Mortal Kombat game, and he gets defeated by a couple punches to the face. Uh, Shiva, who is this giant forearm lady, kind of similar to Goro, uh, she, <laughs> she barges in on the good guys and is like, I'm gonna kill all of y'all, and they drop a cage on her, and she's just dead. <laughs> this movie just does not give a crap about any of the uh, video game characters. They introduce, like, Jade... Well, they introduce Nightwolf uh, for him to train Liu Kang, but he just knocks Liu, Liu Kang, Liu Kang. I want to say Liu Kang. That sounds better. No, Liu Kang. They, he knocks Liu Kang out and then just disappears from the movie, and that's just apparently his training. Jade shows up, tries to bang Liu Kang, and, and he resists. She gets mad. They fight, and then she goes, oh, no, that was a test as well from Nightwolf. But then later she betrays him and is like, oh, nope, I was a bad guy. <laughs> I was a bad guy. They, uh, this movie, man. They, it, they kidnap Katana's mom because they think that Katana and, like, talking to her mom. Her mom it was supposed to be dead. She's brought back to life. But Katana and her mom talking and making amends can save the world and put an end to uh, Shao Kahn's uh, plans for... I don't know why they have this idea. They just do. 
And so they're like, oh, no, it was a trap. And turns out Katana's mom is actually evil. And she just laughs. Jade goes, by the way, I'm evil as well. And then uh, Katana's mom spins in circles. Katana, uh, Jade just sneaks off, like does the freaking Scooby-Doo tiptoe. Uh, and yeah, that's that. They just leave. <laughs> They're like, by the way, this is a trap. We got you, fools. And then they just up and leave. And that results in Shao Kahn killing Jade because, I mean... Look, if I was uh, uh, an immortal dictator and the person I sent to infiltrate a group just revealed themselves to the group and then just ran away, uh, I'd be pissed too. <laughs> I'd be pissed too. I'd probably kill them as well. <laughs> uh, they they bring Jax into the mix who, uh, you know, he's okay. He, he kind of just does says just the token action movie black guy lines you know oh i could get used to these oh these are pretty sick those kinds of lines they kind of boring uh but him and sonya get to fight a giant cgi monster <laughs> and it looks bad uh the finale re revolves around shao khan and Liu kang duking it out, and then both of them decide to turn into monsters, something I can never unsee. Uh, really bad CGI, but also just horrifying to look at. Uh, revolves around them fighting, and then they both turn back to their human forms. They fight some more. Liu Kang defeats Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn falls on the ground. His dad, who's been helping him all along, gets turned into, uh, <laughs> turned into a little cube and gets folded up and just disappears. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why he does, but he does. And Shao Kahn has a dragon pop out of him, and boom, they, they, they get transported back to China. And they win. They save the day. This movie is so bad. I haven't even gotten to Shao Kahn yet. Shao Kahn is the most pathetic movie villain. He's, like, teed up as this, this outworld dictator who's going to kill everyone and bring about the end of the world. Let me just ask you this. What do you think that kind of character would sound like? Would they sound like... You know, I'm trying to think of other characters who are similar to that. You have Trigon from Teen Titans. Someone who sounds like this. Speaks in a deep voice. Right? You would think something like that. A super deep, intimidating voice. But no, this is... this Shao Kahn's... One of Shao Kahn's first lines... So is just I will defeat Earth and Outer World will win something like that's how he sounds. He sounds like he sounds like Pete the Puma from Looney Tunes. If his balls dropped just slightly <laughs> if his voice was just at a slightly lower register. That's what he sounds like. That's not what this guy should sound like. It's not what this guy should sound like. He shouldn't be sitting in his, in his lair, going glorious. <laughs> it's not what he should be sounding like. He should be just fist pumping in the double fist pumping in the air, shouting glorious. He should be saying, uh, you know, our <clears throat> our invasion has succeeded. We shall proceed as planned. 
Like, even that generic dialogue would have made him a lot better. But no, it's... Glorious! <laughs> On top of that, they bring back Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Just for one fight scene, Sub-Zero shows up. He goes, yeah, you killed my brother. I'm going to help you all build a bridge to get across this gap. Then Scorpion shows up. They fight. Uh, Liu Kang is there and Katana is there. They just both watch. They fight for a little bit. Scorpion decides to destroy the bridge, grab Katana, disappear. Liu Kang goes, no, Katana, turns around and Sub-Zero's gone. Neither character is ever seen again. <laughs> They just, like, they don't, they just throw characters in there and like, ah, sure, we'll just throw them in, we'll throw them in. We'll th Melina? Sure, we'll take her, we'll throw her in a random action fight scene and then just, she'll never come back again. <laughs> They're just like, ah, we'll just throw characters in and maybe, maybe people will like it. It is one of the most bafflingly bad movies I've ever seen. And I hated every minute of it. <laughs> Like, this is the movie you watch with friends, and you just go, let's shut off our minds and just make fun of how incredibly bad this movie is. Oh my gosh, I think it, it might have broken me. Like, I'm glad I, I, I'm talking about other movies, because I'm not talking about this for a full hour. I've talked about this thing for about ten minutes, and I, I can't do it anymore. It broke me. Yeah, one out of ten. <laughs> Easy one, one out of ten. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Go watch. <laughs> um, well, we have a little bit of time. I'll talk about the most recent Mortal Kombat movie, uh, Mortal Kombat 2021. It it kind of keeps to the same storyline as the 95 movie, except instead of taking place during a tournament, this all takes place before the tournament because, uh. Gosh dang it, I can't remember his name again. Because, uh, Shang Tsung. There we go, Shang Tsung. I have a list of the characters pulled up now. Shang Tsung is deciding to cheat by just attacking the fighters before the tournament even happens and killing them, so he just is the de facto winner. Uh, he's barely in this movie, and he doesn't have much of a presence, especially after watching 95 Mortal Kombat. There's nothing as good as... Your brother's soul is mine. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing as good as that, man. Uh, but he, so he's not super interesting. Raiden's there. Uh, he's he's probably the best actor for acted Raiden, but still Raiden doesn't have much to do. Uh, Kung Lao has a an awesome fatality. That's what one thing this movie has is it has super epic fatalities. Uh they kind of go all out for those, but the rest of it does It's rated R and they don't really capitalize it on it too much. The fatalities, yes. Everything else not so much. Um but uh, the best part of the movie is Kano. Uh they kind of bring in Kano almost as this anti-hero. He kind of joins the good guys at first, uh, but then, you know, him being Kano, him being a bad dude, he, he kind of flip-flops because just for what's convenient for him. But he's pretty funny. He has some good one-liners. Um, 
he's probably the best part. The second best part is Scorpion, Sub-Zero. Both of them have uh, really good action. Sub-Zero has this really intimidating presence. They play him up like a slasher villain in a few scenes, and it's pretty awesome. Uh, the best fight scenes were between him, were, were between Sub-Zero and Scorpion at the beginning of the movie, and then towards a, the end. Uh, those fight scenes were awesome. There's a fight scene at Raiden's Temple that had a couple solid fatalities, but just, like, characters seemed to just appear and disappear all over the place. And it just kind of made it confusing. Um, I liked Cabal in it. Uh, that he's one not many people are talking about, but he just, he kind of, uh, has this rivalry with Kano, but he kind of, he, he, he kind of talks a little bit like Kano, bounces off of him really well. He has really cool purple swords. Uh, I liked Jax. Jax seemed to have a bit of a character arc in this one. Uh, he had a really good action scene as well with Sub-Zero. I say action scene, that was more of a horror scene. Uh, Sonya, she has an interesting setup where she finds out she's not chosen to participate in this tournament, but she's fighting really hard to, like, be with these people, and that is a good setup, they just don't really capitalize on it, um, yeah, it, there's not a lot to talk about this one, because I don't want to spoil too much of it, because I would love, the kills are great, uh, but you just have to experience some of it. Um, I mean, yeah, it, the, some of the fatalities in this are awesome. They introduce a new character, Cole Young. He's boring. He's, he's not particularly compelling. He has a family and whatnot, and he's a part of the, uh, I forget, I forget the name, but he's a part of the lineage of a big character, uh, in the Mortal Kombat franchise, but they don't really do a lot with it. They give him new powers that aren't really clear or interesting. He has an awful suit, but, you know, I, I like uh, what I think the actress's name is Louis Tan. I like him. He was the best part of the Iron Fist first season. Uh, he just appears as kind of this minor obstacle and he, I, I really am a fan of the drunken master uh, fighting technique. And that's kind of what he plays as. It's it's a really fun action scene with that. So I, I like him as a performer, but he just wasn't particularly compelling here. Um, but overall, it's a really fun time. A lot of these issues I have are kind of retrospective. Still had a really fun time in the moment coming out of it. Uh, especially that last fight scene is just, I loved it. Uh so I, I'd give that a 7 out of 10. <laughs> There's really not... I mean, I only talked about that for 5 minutes, and that's my favorite out of the bunch. But, yeah, it, it was it was solid. <laughs> I, I, I would say go watch it in theaters. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to probably talk about this again, because it's not worth talking about just random kills. Uh, these are just mindless action movies. Uh, depending on how much you can handle, how much... Uh, you know, just just how much goofiness you can handle. You'll probably find something to enjoy about all three of these movies. Uh, just because I don't think they're the best movies in the world, you'll probably most people will probably enjoy these, especially ninety-five and two twenty-one Mortal Kombat's. 
I don't see how anyone would enjoy Annihilation. This is probably going to be a shorter episode. I'm filming this in segments, so I don't know how long I'm going with this. But I watched this morning Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. Uh, there's just not a lot to say about this. Pretty much the same story as the 95 Mortal Kombat, except a lot more epic. And it's animated, so it, the animation's really well done. A lot more fluid action. Doesn't seem as awkward. And it's rated R, so there's blood. Uh, there's really cool kill what that Scorpion does, where he shoots someone through the back of the head and then retracts the blade. And it, the person's skull just gets ripped out, but their face their face skin is still there. That's one kill. That is just awesome. Uh, and that's as vague as... I'm going to keep that vague because... Whew, that kill was awesome, man. Uh, but I'd give that one an 8 out of 10. I'm not going to delve into that too much. Mortal Kombat is just that. It's a fun, bloody, gory franchise. I know there's a lore to it. A lot of people like the lore. For me, I just want cool action, cool... Uh, martial arts, awesome CGI, well choreographed stuff, and that's what I got out of two of the movies, some goofy fun in one, and then I I might have de developed a bit of suicidal tendencies during Annihilation. <laughs> that movie kind of broke me. Uh, but yeah, that is it. I don't have much else to say. Uh, I'm going to keep this one short because who knows when I get another interruption and I just want to wrap this up for y'all. So thank you for listening to the Cinema Lounge podcast. My name has been Garrett. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Uh, my dear watchers there, press subscribe, leave a like, uh, leave a comment. How would you rank the Mortal Kombat movies? What do you think about the Mortal Kombat movies? Do you actually like Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Because if you do, I don't want you <laughs> I don't want you anywhere near me. No, uh but yeah, just just do all the the cool stuff. Uh my name has been Garrett Inman. This has been the Cinema Lounge. I love you all. I have nothing else to say. So good night. And stuff. <laughs>